Welcome to the WebCami Podcast, where each week I will be narrating my favorite blog posts and sometimes including my own. Expect the podcast to revolve around the world of WordPress, web design, solopreneurship, and indispensable tips for running a thriving web design business. Think of the WebCami Podcast as an audiobook brimming with short stories featuring blog posts from various authors and always with permission to share their content. Each episode will conclude with my own thoughts and insights on the topics covered. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode 39 of the WebCami podcast. Are blog tags the same as keywords? By Amy Manson. Posted on sumidesigns.com on December 13th, 2023. Back in the early days of websites, back when I was coding solely with HTML and nobody had smartphones, we added keywords to the site's metadata to tell the search engines what that site was about. It looked kind of like this. Metaname equals keywords, content equals dogs, puppies, canines, hounds, mutts, pooches, doggies. Then on September 21st, 2009, Google published an article stating they would no longer use meta keywords in ranking web searches. One of the reasons is because people would abuse this tag, stuff tons of keywords in to it and try to get their website ranked for unrelated searches. I remember a time when searching for a website meant scrolling through pages of spam results to find one that was good. So this was a necessary change at the time. But a trend I noticed after that I still see in sites I log into today is that people started to think that tags for their blog posts were the same as keyword tags, and they started shoving all their keywords into tags. I've logged into sites to see as many as 50 tags on a post, usually single words that without context don't even accurately reflect the content of the post. So today I wanted to clarify what tags are for and how to use them effectively. I say blog post tags, but you can have tags on posts, products, events, or other custom post types. What is a tag? In WordPress, tags are a way to organize and categorize your blog posts or products, etc. They are words or phrases that you use to organize your blog posts into similar topics, much like hashtags on social media. How is a tag different from a category? In WordPress, both tags and categories are tools used to organize and classify content on a website, but they serve slightly different purposes. Number one, categories. Hierarchy. Categories are hierarchical, meaning you can create parent and child relationships between them. For example, you could have a parent category like technology with child categories like gadgets and software underneath it. Structure. Categories are typically used for broader topics or sections of your website. They help create a structured hierarchy for your content, making it easier for your visitors to navigate your site. Number two, tags. Non-hierarchical. Tags, on the other hand, are non-hierarchical. They don't have a parent-child relationship. 
Each tag is independent of others. Detailing content. Tags are more flexible and are often used for specific details related to a post. They provide a way to highlight and search for specific topics or elements within your content. In general, categories are broad sections of your content, where tags represent more detailed part of the article. For example, if someone wrote an article on a class of medications, they might categorize that post as pharmacy and then tag the post with the names of those medications. A tag is a smaller subset of an overall category. If someone is reading a post that is tagged with those subtopics, like the medication names for my example, and they want to read more articles on one of those medications, they could click on the tag for that medication and be led to more articles on that exact medication. It's a useful tool for organizing your content into smaller, more detailed groups. Does using tags help with SEO? It can, but often not in the way you might think. People go into tagging thinking they are adding keywords to their posts for search engines to find, but the search engines aren't reading your tags as keywords in that way. Just by virtue of adding a bunch of tags, that won't help your site's SEO. However, if you tag correctly and you're setting up nice tag archive pages, it can help with SEO. Let me delve into this further. The point of blog tags is to link together similar content. So if someone wants to find more content on one topic, they can see everything you've written about that topic by clicking on a tag. Each tag you create will create a new tag archive page in your website. And the more content you write on that topic using that tag, the more content your tag archive will have on that topic. And the more content you write about one specific topic, the more value the search engines will see in your tag. I have written a number of blog posts that I've tagged with the tag analytics. And so my website has an archive of all the blog posts I've written that have that tag. This page is an indexable page by search engines with articles of all similar topics that include analytics. Additionally, I added some introductory text to the page as well. You can even optimize each tag as a keyword on your website and complete full on-page optimization for your tag archive pages. That can help SEO. However, adding 50 tags to your post won't do you any favors, especially if you only use each tag one time. Having a tag archive with just one article probably isn't going to get you a lot of SEO benefits. Having an archive of many articles using one tag, that is where you start to reap the benefits of tags. Tips for using tags correctly. Tags are meant to group similar articles, products, or events. If you are only going to use the tag once, then you shouldn't create it. Maintain consistency in your tagging approach. Use similar tags for similar content to create a logical and organized structure. Use specific tags that accurately represent the main topics of your themes or your articles. Avoid generic tags that could apply to a wide range of content. Avoid excessive tagging. Too many tags can dilute the focus and effectiveness of your tagging system. 
Aim for a reasonable number of relevant tags per article. Check for and avoid duplicate tags with similar meanings. This can help maintain clarity and prevent redundancy in your tag system. Ensure that tags are directly relevant to the content of the article. This helps users find related posts and improves the overall user experience. Just because you might mention something in the article doesn't mean it's relevant to the crux of your article. Some examples of good and bad tag use. Tagging articles with the neighborhood, suburb, or city is a good way to use tags. This is especially good for event planners and realtors. When people are relocating, they are looking for information on specific areas, and this helps them find information on the area they are looking for. However, this only works if you are tagging articles specifically about those locales. If you're a realtor and you tag every article with the name of the city you're a realtor in, that doesn't provide any benefits for your user. It doesn't differentiate one article from the next. You may think that because you work in that city that it's a relevant tag, but the content of the article needs to be specific about your area you are tagging. There needs to be a real connection. Adding tags that without context aren't useful. I've seen people add tags like yum when writing about food. And I guess that's related if you're a recipe blogger. But I probably wouldn't sort articles looking for similar articles that also are tagged with yum. And if you are a recipe blogger, wouldn't all of your recipes be yummy? At least I hope. However, if you're a recipe blogger, you might categorize a post under baking and then add tags like bagels, rolls, biscuits, pies, etc., or whatever specific baked good the recipe is about. Then I can see other articles for recipes about bagels, which makes much more sense than adding yum. About this week's author, Amy Masson, co-owner and developer at Sumi Designs, has been crafting websites since 2006. With a background in computer education and a love for technology, Amy transitioned from teaching to web design. Alongside her sister and co-founder, Susan Sullivan, she blends her self-taught design skills with educational expertise to run an amazing web design agency for her happy clients. Also a co-host of the Women in WP podcast, Amy resides in Indiana and balances her professional achievements with personal passions, including reading, authoring cocktail recipe books, and marathon running. And now for Cammie's commentary. Amy Masson's expertise in WordPress inspires me to do better. Her approach, rooted in her educational background, effectively educates clients through her blog posts. This specific post on tags and categories reminds me to regularly audit my clients' content, especially those on my care plan. Often clients, unaware of SEO nuances, may inadvertently harm their site's performance by misusing tags, making their site hard to search and navigate, or they will delete content without proper redirects. 
I love how Amy explains the basics of tagging in a way that most non-techie clients can understand. Amy's clear, no-nonsense explanation on this topic provides an excellent framework for discussing tag management with your clients. Her abundant content output, beneficial to both her clients and her own SEO, sets a high bar that I aspire to reach in 2024. Check out Amy's website, Sumi Designs, for an impressive display of professional web design expertise. Be like Amy. New Year, New Habits. Starting January 1st, 2024, I'm launching a weekly newsletter for WordPress web designers. Each week, get a fresh new habit to supercharge your business straight to your inbox. Ready to level up? Head to habitswp.com to sign up and let's make 2024 our most productive year yet. Thanks for listening. I would love to read your blog post on my podcast. Please look in the show notes for a link to webcamipodcast.com and submit your blog post for narration. Check out the show notes for links I mentioned in this podcast. If you'd like to join a Facebook group for web designers, visit webcamicafe.com for details. To view my business website, visit webcami.com. Tune in next week for another episode of the Web Cami Podcast.